listening to A to the K. 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 Talk Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. Welcome to A to the K's Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am the A Train. It's Anthony. And joining me as always, it's the Caribbean cool himself. It's Carlito. Well, you know what cool is, Anthony? You're listening to it. That's what I say. <laughs> and you know what? We spit in the face of people who don't want to listen to it. Carlito, 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 etc. Nice. Oh, yeah. Quality stuff, Carl. Quality stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, fun-filled week as always, guys. We've got um, the ringside report. We've got this week in wrestling. And then, obviously, with the recent pay-per-view, as there always seems to be one every other fucking week these days, we are doing an extended This Week in Wrestling, covering the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but we'll talk about that shortly. Mm -hmm. So, Carl, let's kick off with the ringside report, report, shall we? (laughs) Let's do it. Words. Uh, Right. I believe it's my turn this week, right? Um. Well, hang on, let me just modify some of these titles to make you oh, fuck yeah, up. Gibberish. <laughs> <clears throat> so, coming up this week in the ringside reports, we have multiple stars, uh, WWE stars, sorry, set to appear at MLW. We have Ryback claiming AEW will have the best ratings in wrestling within a year. We have Kurt Hangle possibly heading to Impact. We have Full Sail, the Capital Wrestling Center, and the Amway Center all listed in a COVID-19 investigation. We have uh, AEW's Abaddon seriously injured at the Dynamite tapings. We have Chris Statlander given uh, uh, sort of a rough idea on her AEW return. We have the likes of Tommy Dreamer and Mick Foley uh, reacting to Jericho and MJF's um, dance number. Let's say, or singing number, let's say. Um, I, yeah, I should have let you with that one, Carl, because you remember what it's called. The Dinner Debonair. Is that right? That's the one. That That's is the, the one. one. We have um, Kylie Ray, no showing. Uh, Impact's pay-per-view, Bound for Glory, or TNA's pay-per-view, should I say. Um, we have WWE potentially getting rid of Lars Sullivan, but sadly not getting rid of The Freak. Uh, we'll talk more about that shortly. Uh, we have, lastly, Rey Mysterio discussing his return to the ring. Could it be soon? Find out now. <laughs> so, so I believe I am the first, first one, one is yours, this week. Carl, yes. um, and the top of the news this week, so multiple... Former WWE stars have appeared at the latest tapings from Major League Wrestling. So MLW uh, made return uh, this past week, filming around 16 um, episodes worth um, of their show in Orlando and Florida. Um, and there was a, quite a few familiar faces who, uh, who popped up, um, who are former WWE guys. So Leo Rush um, is now working for MLW. Um, Sean Davari as well. So obviously you, you may remember him from the uh, Muhammad Hassan. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and those, those days. Um, and also ACH. So he was previously okay. um, he was previously known as Jordan Miles. Obviously he had a bit of a falling out with WWE due to the um, I think there was some merch, um, like a merch design, and he felt it was a bit um, kind of geared oh, towards blackface. Yeah, um, I vaguely recall that. Um... Uh, did it that, that actually lead to his release? I recall the sort of controversy around the shirt. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think he was, um, he just wanted out at that point because he couldn't believe that they'd done it. So he was constantly requesting, requesting, requesting. And then, yeah, he just ended up getting his release. So, right. yeah. Um, oh, fair enough, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so interesting um, for, for MLW because, uh, you know, Leo Rush was, it was another controversial one. He was a, 
you know, kind of in many an argument with uh, quite a few people on Twitter and stuff, wasn't he, at the time? Um, like Mark Henry yeah. and so on and so forth. Oh, he was very, very yeah. outspoken for a little while. Um, but I don't know, he, he believed what he was saying, I suppose, didn't he? And um, I, I, we discussed it in some length in one of our previous podcasts, didn't we? But uh, Mark Henry's, um, I think, just felt disrespected as a as a legend who was trying to help. And I can kind of get that, but, you know, uh, yeah, left under a bit of a cloud in the end, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, and Davari as well, I think it is an interesting one. He was um, he was previously working as, a, as an agent um, and a producer for WWE. He was part of the, um, the furloughed talent who just ended up getting released. So he um, was also in that, working in that capacity for MLW as well, as well as making his return to the ring for the first time in 18 months. So, um, yeah, interesting one. You know, fair play for MLW, I guess. Um, there's a lot of different companies now who just seem to be absorbing a load of former WWE talents. Obviously, we're getting a lot of guys showing up in Impact. AW got a load of talent. You know, ML, MLW now as well. So, I mean, for uh, me, this is this is kind of what needed to happen. Like, they couldn't all go to AEW. AEW were the, the hot sort of topic at the minute because they're, they're new and they've had a, like a fantastic first year. But not everyone could go there. And the point is that you know, there are a lot of viable opportunities and viable alternatives to WWE now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice, it's nice to see in, in a way because obviously WWE just signed everyone. They went through that phase of just literally having everybody on the roster. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously there's no no place for, for everybody. So it's good to see that they're still getting work in, in a couple of different things. So yeah, um, just a bit, of a, a bit of a small one, but uh, noteworthy, shall we say? Certainly is. So um, the next one I've got, Carl, it's actually... It, on some level, it's probably not really newsworthy, but it, it it becomes interesting when you consider what this could mean. Um, and this is um, previously, formerly WWE's Ryback, as um, he put out a tweet quite recently about AEW, um, saying uh, that AEW will have the best ratings in all of wrestling one year from now. Mark it down and don't forget it. Now, the reason I think this is, is newsworthy is just because it, it's an interesting topic of discussion. So we can start with the speculation of um, Ryback seems to favour AEW at the minute and has been hinting at some sort of wrestling return, been hitting the gym, been talking about or laying a few hints out there. Could we potentially be seeing Ryback turning up in AEW? I mean, potentially. He's, uh, you know, he, by all accounts, isn't the most favourable with WWE at the minute. So I don't think we'll be seeing him back there anytime soon, but I don't think he's burnt any bridges with any of the AW guys. So Yeah, I mean, well, he's very outspoken about Vince McMahon and about the way WWE work rather than anything, isn't he? Um, mm. But that leads me to the other question is like, do you think, because we've seen a really stellar year from AEW, do you think this might be a bit of an exaggeration on Ryback's part or, or something he wishes more than he thinks because... Obviously, he really doesn't like WWE at the minute. Or do you actually think there's some merit in what he's saying? Do you think we could potentially see sometime next year that actually re- leading the ratings overall wrestling? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm I'm a massive AW fanboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, There's just no way. Obviously, WWE have got the Fox deal. Um, you know, they've they've got you know Raw as even though the the ratings are declining like quite rapidly. There's no way I, I see them dropping dropping off that much, especially within you know a year. So yeah, and I'll hand it to WWE. You know, they they make some choices that I wouldn't agree with, but they they will quickly course correct if the network is in like or their network deal is in some sort of jeopardy. So you know, it's not to say that they're not going to bring out a load of um, big legends or something like that to to help themselves. 
Um, and they have a lot of position that AEW can't do, such as doing things like that. I think AEW have had a few legends turn off, yeah, but like, you know, WWE's still got most of them under contract, so they can still get Undertaker, they can still get The Rock, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a different animal for them. And, um, you know, it, the competition will hopefully be better. They, they'll have uh, better ratings. They'll be more of a threat to WWE because I truly believe the competition is, is what keeps both of them fresh. But... Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably more of an, uh, a hopeful thought on Ryback's part, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you mentioned, Anthony, former legends and former stars in WWE. Um, so the next one I have um, is actually, might we be seeing a former WWE legend making a return to Impact Wrestling? Um, so I don't know whether this one's a bit of a reach, but basically Kurt Angle uh, posted a photo on his Twitter recently um, where it was from his time in TNA and he had the kind of the caption of show the world who you are what you're made of don't think about it or, or don't talk about it just do it period it's true um, and I think Heath Miller uh, or Heath Slater whatever he goes by now I think, uh, I think it is Heath Adam. Miller yeah yeah um, so I think he you know, he liked the tweet and was also quoted in uh, in interviews as kind of saying, you know, expect some big surprises around the corner and was kind of hinting at it for Barn for Glory. But, um, I mean, I didn't watch Barn for Glory, but I'm pretty sure Angle didn't turn up. So um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it won't materialise, you know. But then again, I don't know, is it just pure conjecture? I think Angle was quoted as saying that he wouldn't work for another company again now after WWE. He wanted to go back home and you know, retire there and then go off and do some different endeavours and stuff um, after that. So, and I don't know. I'm sure WWE <laughs> wished him the best of luck on his future endeavours. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't personally see it. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, crazy things have happened. The thing is, like, we know from seeing, like, the likes of, um, the likes of Ric Flair and you know films that have captured so well like the wrestler like we've mentioned a couple of times that it's hard to truly give up on the business so i mean i understand angle said that at the time but can we honestly expect that he's never going to get back in the ring because it's it's a hard thing to walk away from by all accounts yeah definitely so you heard it here first guys kurt angle is making his debut on t- well debut that's <laughs> not true his return to tna surely <laughs> so um, just at a slightly coarse, I'm, I'm going for honesty here, Carl. Uh, the link I had for my next one wasn't the link I was meant to have for my next one, so I'll have to just quickly find it. So this one is um, that the Capital Wrestling Center, along with Full Sail, along with uh, the Amway Center, are all part of um, or being investigated under um, the basically the Orlando or Orange County. Um, Authorities are investigating, like I believe, about 17 different places for uh, potential breaches of, of COVID-19 regulations and potential areas where uh, it might be exacerbating the spread, let's say. And unfortunately for WWE, all three, so that's basically NXT, the Thunderdome, and, um, well, Full Sail they're not used now because they've gone over to the Capital Wrestling Centre, but nevertheless, um, they've all three have been listed as part of this investigation. So um, basically, could we be seeing a little bit of... Um, trouble for WWE on the, on the COVID regulations front? Mm, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they, they have kind of, uh, they've, they've skirted, skirted the lines, shall we say, um, or kind of skirted around all this with, you know, they've had multiple kind of outbreaks and stuff. They've had a lot of people testing positive um, mm. for it and kind of tried to maybe sweep it under the rug a little bit. 
Um, I mean, you know, we I we know they, from previous articles that um, they they were instructing the superstars not to put anything out there, whether they tested positive mm-hmm. or not. So we know they're trying to keep a lid on it. Um, and the suggestion here is that you know this this investigation has sort of been uh, not not motivated by, but they've been included, let's say, due to a lot of superstars sort of discreetly speaking to the authorities because. Um, Obviously, this is Orange County rather than Florida, I believe. I don't quite know how it works over there, but, um, you know, I, I believe the, 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 sort of the Florida issue was fine. You know, they paid the right people. You know, kidding. Um, but uh, obviously, this is uh, it's a slightly different investigation. And uh, the suggestion is that um, some of the talent may have gone uh, slightly further out to, to report WWE discreetly so that it weren't mm. people that they sort of were friendly with, let's say. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely interesting. Um, I think obviously the the area of Orange County does like you know that's where like NXT and stuff like that is. I don't know. I don't believe. Like, I could be completely wrong. I don't believe the Amway Center and stuff is within the Orange County district. So that's quite interesting. I but, think it may have just been that like that's how they've managed to start the investigation towards hmm. WWE. Maybe um, yeah. because I'm confident the Amway was 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 not. I think that was some of the the joy of it for them that they were in um, a slightly easier area to work with. Let's say, hmm. um, but. You know, this it's slightly unrelated, but I'll mention it. It's not been something I put in the news, but something I sent to you the other day, Carl, uh, or yesterday when it happened, was, um, we, and this is kind of, to me, just an example of potentially what, what the culture is like in, in WWE at the minute, because we had um, the road dog, Jesse James, sort of ranting about um, anti-masking on Twitter and um, being rebuttaled by hurricane or shane helms um in the sense of basically just you know if it, if it has the chance of helping someone just wear the fucking mask um and obviously road dog was sort of uh, preaching the opposite let's say and these are you know if you if you go onto twitter you can see um road dog's comments you can see um hurricane's responses but the reason i mention it is because um obviously road dog is is part of the click and on the payroll and hurricane helms has, has quite recently been uh furloughed and removed from the situation so it's it's interesting that um the one who is pulled away from the situation let's say is is the one who supports wearing masks and the one who is still very much involved is the one who is an anti-masker i just find that a little bit of an interesting again speculative albeit but it just might be a little coinky dink (laughs) (laughs) so um, Um, yeah not to hmm. not to throw throw muck there carl but i just find it interesting it might give you a bit of an example of the culture in, in the place at the moment yeah definitely um, so the next one, Anthony, is a bit of a sad one, really. Um, so AEW's um, Abaddon uh, has unfortunately, um, it looks like she's spe- been seriously injured um, at some mm. dynamite tapings. So um, she was she was doing some some filming. Um, I think it was on Thursdays or last Thursdays. Just gone uh, dynamite tapings for a future show, um, and she was in a match with uh, Tay Conti. And um, apparently uh, she's had to go and kind of be uh, hospitalised. Um, and it, apparently it, it, it's quite serious. So I don't think there's been any kind of readily available information on exactly what has happened. And I do believe she is expected to make a full recovery. But at the same time, apparently it is quite a serious one. So it could mean that we're not going to see her for, for quite a while now. So I'm interested to see if if the match does make um tv this week i think i think it was filming for this week's dynamite so but never nice and i think she's no, been you know not. she's 
she's been killing it as well on um, on dark and stuff. I think she she'd like yeah, I mean, up we, around about five or six wins now on the bounce. See, sadly, I I don't really watch dark. I'll be honest, and I I love the concept. I don't want to knock it. You know what I mean? I love the fact that they're mm. trying to make more of an internet medium. Like you can go on YouTube and you can watch dark, and it is good and it's good quality. But um, I just never find myself watching it. I mean, for me, it's probably just to the sheer volume of wrestling I watch it one week. Um, but yeah. like I, I do love the concepts. But um, my only real experience with it was obviously when she debuted against um, Hikari Shida. So um, I've seen her yeah. the one time, I think, maybe again in a match that I can't remember who she was against, but I've not seen a great deal of her. But nevertheless, obviously, she, she's really talented. She's She's been really popular on the indies. And obviously, any superstar getting, uh, sorry, I'm using WWE terms there, any wrestler getting injured um, is, is never a good thing. Um, it does lead me to a, a, an interesting, well, I say an, an interesting to me, Cal. Um, something I wanted to ask you about, and it, that is that there seems to be this belief that um, AEW is a lot more unsafe, right? And I was pondering this before because obviously they have had a lot of injuries. The other stuff that happened with Matt Hardy, they had um, quite, uh, was it this week, uh, Alex Reynolds um, uh, looked damn near concussed. We've had um, this report now with Abaddon. Um, and it seems to be, and it, it does feel that way even. I'm looking at it like, God, they seem to, you know, they seem to suffer a lot with, with people being injured. Is it unsafe? But then, you know, I look at the other side of it and I look at WWE and I go, well, you know, we've had um, uh, Finn Balor breaking his jaw we've had carrying cross dislocating his shoulder whatever he did to his shoulder sorry torn i believe a ligament in his shoulder um we've had uh what was the other fella's name who hurt his knee really badly last week can't remember his name now <laughs> um that guy um shit, who, who was it i don't know it's totally gone out of my head he's british well, <laughs> no idea but uh but they they equally seem to have a lot of people getting injured but i don't even even me, and I'm being honest, and I am like similar to yourself. I'm a fanboy for AEW, so I'm not trying to find any hate for them. But um, mm. I'm I'm here as well. Like I feel like I see like, or it's more notable when AEW seems to suffer injured superstars. Like I'm not looking at WWE the same way of going. Well, is it an unsafe environment? But I don't know why. Because when you look at it, you go, well, yeah, they're getting a load of people injured too. <coughs> so yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts on that. I mean, do you think it is a potentially more unsafe environment, or do you think it is just a perspective at the minute of people who want to dislike? I mean, it ain't ballet. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a, it's, it's a full contact, you know, art form where unfortunately injuries can and do happen. I think, you know, is AEW style potentially more dangerous than WWE's? Maybe. Um, but, you know, every time anyone gets into the ring for any type of match, you know, they, they run consequences and, you know, chances of being injured. So I don't know. I, I think anyone who's kind of lambasting AW for their style and that being the root cause, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, they do more flippy shit, potentially. And yes, they do. <laughs> oh, more I mean, they do. They have regularly spots. more high spots. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'd, 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 like, I'd like to not jump on that bandwagon. Um, I just think it's, they've had a couple of unfortunate incidents now. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that the Matt Hardy one was what kind of got them a lot of flack, wasn't it? But like they were high spot type stuff. Whereas I think a lot of the other injuries mentioned there, like I don't think it was due to that as such. I think it's just you know accidents and injuries in the ring. So yeah, no, I take your point. Um, so yeah, so sorry, it just led me to that little bit of curiosity. But um, so yeah, so funnily enough, Carl, speaking of injuries, um, we we very recently had. Um, I say recently, it was probably a few months ago now, actually. We had uh, the Galaxy's Greatest Alien in uh, Chris Statlander, uh, tearing her ACL, um, and had been out for some time. Uh, she's recently been on Wrestling Inc.'s podcast and was discussing her potential return to AEW. And 
uh, firstly confirming that you know she's she's definitely heading back to the AEW direction, but um, was estimating roughly about eight months. Now this is by no means a guarantee, but I don't know. I'm no expert with injuries, Carl. Um, so maybe I was being sort of had an unfair idea in my head, but I was expecting it to be a, a bit sooner than that. Um, I think even during the interview, she referred to it as like a, a re-debut almost because of how long she's been out. But um, I mean, it, do you think that's typical with an ACL? Because we've seen her on uh, Being the Elite and she's still like all casted up in her furniture. Yeah, I mean, I've, my only kind of familiar, familiarity with uh, ACLs and stuff is um, like the Premier League, like footballers and stuff, and they do tend to be out for the season. So it's definitely a... Uh... You know, it's, it's yeah. a bad And that's one. when they're just faking it as well, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> that's after the magical, like, spray that they put on and everything, so. <laughs> well, it's, um, yeah, so it's a bit of a short one, Carl, but it looks like uh, we won't be seeing Chris Statlander back in the ring anytime soon, which is a, a shame, a real shame. Yeah, definitely. Um, she, she is kind of missed from, from that division. But hopefully, yeah, speedy recovery, and yeah, hopefully we do see her soon. Indeed. So, sticking with AEW, Anthony. So, the next one, a, an, a polarising, shall we say, segment um, on this week's Dynamite was La Dinner Debonair, um, featuring yes. Chris Jericho and MJF. Um, now, this wasn't just polarising, Carl. <laughs> this was internally polarising. Yeah, both I sides I mean. of my brain fighting with each other. I don't know if I liked it. I still <laughs> don't know if I liked it. And we'll talk about this some more. But it's like, it's, it's split me in half. I don't know. Yeah, I... Uh, I completely see see where you're coming from. So for anyone who who doesn't watch AW or um, you know only gets updates from us for some crazy reason, um, what was promised was we were going to have a steak dinner um, with MJF and Jerry. We, we got a steak dinner. <laughs> we did get a steak dinner, um, but it was dubbed uh, La Dinner Debonair, and effectively Jericho and MJF are having a couple of arguments over steak and trying to outman each other about how rare they want, want that they could have the steak, and they kind of suddenly just broke out into song and dance. Um, we, we, shit good, <laughs> we, we, we shit you not. We shit you not. If you haven't seen it. It was like something, I think you rightly said, Carl, sorry not to steal your line, but it was like something out of Family Guy. Oh, God, yeah. It felt like an episode of fucking Stewie and Brian, like when they go, like, you know, on the road or whatever. You know, Seth MacFarlane may have potentially scripted this, but um, <laughs> no, it, it was just, it was batshit crazy. So, like, to your point, I, like, I don't think I, I was definitely not expecting it to go that way. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, I, I had a look on Twitter and stuff afterwards just to see, you know, and it was completely split down the middle. People were like, you know, this is this isn't right. You know, Jim Corner, he's fucking fuming about it. But I mean, he, he fumes about everything. But um, yeah, I, I can never is is Cornet usually against <clears throat> AEW or is that Meltzer? I can never remember anymore. I mean, Jim Cornette's against pretty much everyone. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Jim Cornette even hates Jim Cornette. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was uh, like he's he's gone out and said that MJF is, is like fantastic. He's one of the only good things about. AW and now he's said that you know what I'm not gonna say anything positive about any future star ever again because it just goes to show when I say something good about someone they go and fuck themselves up <laughs> so he's very unhappy about it um, but yeah it completely split the fan base I would say some people thought it was fucking brilliant it was genius other people thought it was like this isn't wrestling this is the corniest stupidest thing ever and you know the point of this particular um, you know news story is the fact that some former or in some case active um, professional wrestlers have come out and given their opinions on it. So our friend, friend of the show, Mick Foley, um, he, he tweeted uh, at Jericho at MJF singing a, show to, uh, singing a show tune on AEW was one of the most ridiculous juvenile things I've ever seen in wrestling or anywhere. I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um yeah, I'm you know. sold. I'm sold. If Mick Foley loved it, then fuck it. Well, I'm on board. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and also supporting Foley's comments was Tommy Dreamer, who said, blown away, Jericho and MJF steak dinner was the most creative thing I've seen in wrestling in the past 20 years. Um, and to be fair, I mean, it, it, we definitely haven't seen anything like that before. So, No, I mean, that is something that we have not seen before, like without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely split the fan base in half. Like, mm. even, and I'm not even just talking like the fan base, like the people who, like, blindly support WWE and will only criticize AEW. I'm talking the AEW fan base have been split right in half, which probably isn't a good thing, but there you go. <laughs> no, it's definitely interesting. I think, um, you know, people have raised the point as well of like, if WWE did this, would people have reacted as positively or would it have been like, oh, WWE? And, you know, we'll come on to it when we talk about Dynamite. I think it's like, I, I, and we will talk about it on Dynamite, but the only thing I'll say is WWE wouldn't have executed it as well. Like, as exactly. much as I'm still not sure if I like this or not, WWE would not have executed the same way. It would have consisted of Otis gyrating the whole fucking time, for starters, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll rant about this some more on Dynamite, but there's no way WWE would have done this the same way. Mm. No. No. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so I think to your point, if, if it's fine by McFoley and Tommy Dreamer, it's fine by me. Um, you know, for yeah. what it's worth, I actually did enjoy it anyway. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting to see the likes of, you know, the stature of Foley and um, Dreamer coming out supporting it as well. So yeah. I love um, I love Foley's sort of messing with you as well. <laughs> like, it's like uh, you had me in the first half. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, yeah, it, I, I, it was, it was, it was, it was just confusing. I don't know. Mm. I think. Um, <laughs> I think you mentioned there was a couple of theories around it potentially not being real life or something. Uh, yeah, there's, place in. there's a belief that it was um, it yeah it took place in the minds or mind <laughs> of one of them, um, and everything outside of the stake dinner, the whole song and dance number was actually just not canon. It wasn't something that physically happened. It was it was us seeing into the the mindset of how they feel about each other, which is uh, strange. But mm-hmm. again, interesting. I've seen it before. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of something I've not seen before, Cal, I've tried a bad segue, right? Um, TNA recently had the Bound for Glory pay per view that I'm going to say happened on Saturday. Sorry, TNA, I don't watch you just yet. Apologies, a lot of wrestling, right? Um, but they had the Bound for Glory pay per view, um, and set for this pay per view was um, Diana Perazzo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry, Diana. Um, going up against Kylie Ray, um, and she was defending her Knockouts Championship. Now, what was surprising to a lot of the fan base was that uh, Kylie Ray did not turn up for Bound for Glory. And Ooh. as as well, so far, should I say, um, TNA have not issued any sort of statements as to why. Um, so we don't know if it's an injury or, or other. Um, and we've not heard anything from, Ky- from Kylie Ray herself. Um, now, this has led to a lot of speculation, a lot of discussion, a lot of argument over the internet. Um, a lot of people suggesting it might be uh, like a mental health thing, which I sincerely hope it's not. I hope she's all right. In, well, even an injury, I hope she's all right. But, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. And obviously, no one's uh, right now uh, squashing that, that sort of speculation. Um, the, the surprising part, I suppose, is that... Um, and according to sources, according to um, Frightful, I believe, uh, were the ones who put it out, they were su- suggesting that it was um, literally as late as um, Friday that they were still expecting it to be at Bound for Glory. So I don't believe that there's been absolutely no communication with TNA, 
but certainly very last minute everything that's happened. So um, sadly, there's not a lot of news I can give on it. But um, you know, it, it was all very short notice, and you know, a surprising change to the to the card for Bound for Glory, and. Yeah, it just leaves us all wondering what, like, what's happened. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think interestingly as well, I, I believe the title did change hands. So um, it did, yeah. And sadly, I don't know who replaced Kylie Ray, but it did actually. The title did actually change. Yeah, so I mean, that's definitely interesting. Um, you know, with it being so short notes and stuff. But yeah, I've I've also seen and, and heard the kind of same, you know, sentiments around it potentially relating to mental health or something mm-hmm. like that. So you know, if if that is the case, you know, hopefully she. Um, you know she she's okay and and we we get to see her again soon. Well, again, this is this is purely speculative. Um, but the there's a suggestion that you know the hair departing from AEW when she did because a lot of people might not remember it, but when AEW debuted, um, she was part of the women's roster and she asked for a release and was granted it. Uh, there's a large suggestion that there was you know something more has gone on there than people are letting on. Um, there's also mm-hmm. a suggestion that um, when she tried out for WWE and was knocked back because essentially she wasn't what they were looking for, that's that sort of knocked her emotionally as well. And I can understand, you know, why these things had happened. And this is purely speculation, but you know, you can we we could go sort of go around all day trying to find reasons as to why, I suppose. But um, you know, I hope that the the rumor, the AEW rumor isn't true anyway. Certainly, I mean, I can the WWE ones just like. You know, sadly, that that's life, isn't it? Sometimes you you get the break, and sometimes you don't. But if there's something more sinister going on AEW, that's um, it's not a good omen for what's going on sort of behind the scenes there, is it? Yeah. So, Carl, okay. the next one. <laughs> so the next one. Um, so God, I'm, I'm I'm keen to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, so apparently, WWE may be getting rid of Lars Sullivan's name. Um, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, as as Michael Cole will, will want us to know, based on the amount of times he says this, um, they think Lars Sullivan is a freak, but not just a freak, the freak, the freak, super the freak, the freak, the freak, super freak, the freak. Um, and so, it seems like they're just referring to him as the freak now. Um, so, they're potentially mm-hmm. dropping the Lars Sullivan thing. So, this isn't the first time. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've had, you know, we had Antonio Cesaro, just became Cesaro. We had Mustafa Ali, just became Ali, then just went back to Mustafa Ali. Then we had Apollo Crews, just became Apollo, and then back to Apollo Crews. Never before have we just had Lars Sullivan. No, the freak. Um, so definitely, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It, it? That that to me is similar to going, well, we, no, you're not going to be the Undertaker anymore. We're going to call you the Phenom. Or yeah. not going to call you Braun Strowman anymore. You're going to be the Strowman Express. Like it's kind of weird, like and it's one of them typically forced nicknames, you know what I mean? But it's not like we're gonna start calling Roman Reigns exclusively the big dog, is it? Um, it to me, and again, this is you could say, oh yeah, of course, you know. But this is like okay, Lars Sullivan's getting a lot of heat personally at the minute, and people want us to get rid of Lars Sullivan, so we'll take them very literally. Do you know what? I, I, yeah, I thought I was the only cynical one here, but that was my first thought on this as well. Yeah, is and the thing is, WWE are arrogant enough to think that the fan base is stupid enough to go, Lars, who they don't have a well, Lars on the roster. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, we're just gonna, I yeah, suppose, we're not gonna connect the two, are we? <laughs> I suppose, in, in like uh, in news outlets and stuff, if they are gonna pick up on this and report on it, I suppose the freak, um, would be less kind of, I don't know. Harder, harder to trace, maybe. Uh, I, to any... I, I sincerely hope, if that's why they've done it, that news that news outlets just start going, the freak, also known as Lars Sullivan, is at it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, 
it just pisses me off if that's what WWE have done. Like, uh, mm. and it, it feels like that's what they've done. So, um, uh, and nevertheless, you know, I look forward to seeing Freak Freakerson in SmackDown. It's going to be great. I mean, did we did we use him as as one of our ringside report covers a while ago? Uh, uh, last maybe, week, maybe maybe it was our fault, Anthony. Maybe because we know that WWE listen. We know they are aware of everything we say. Clearly, clearly. Um, so maybe you know, maybe it's our fault. Maybe we're yeah. responsible. And um, but if if I can, you know, what if I if the only impact I ever have is stopping Triple H from trying to sing Super Freak, then that that's fine. I, I can retire on that. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so sadly, not quite what a lot of people are asking for in losing Lars as a whole, but at least losing the name. Mm-hmm. And um, not gaining anything, so he's probably still he's probably still just going to turn up, scream, and hit people. Um, so oh, far, it's just mindless squashes all around. But we'll talk about that when we get to SmackDown. <laughs> so my uh, next one, Carl, and I believe the last one actually of the night is uh, an update on Rey Mysterio. So obviously, as we all know, he's been he's been involved in the draft, um, although not part of a tag team. He's uh, he was just drafted as one whole unit with Dominic, which is kind of weird. But um, hey ho. They make up the rules how they want them. But uh, we see a lot of Rey Mysterio on screen, but we don't see a lot of him in the ring at the minute, Carl. Now, we all know he suffered an injury. Um, and it was believed that his... Basically, the way he put it was that he was concerned when he was first injured because the recovery was a lot slower than he, I suppose he expected it to be. Um, mm. But he's not given exact dates, again, typical of, of these rests, but uh, he's basically suggested uh, when talking on, I believe it was talking smack, um, he said that there's no reason why he won't be back in the ring soon. And to be honest, the way we're seeing things progress, I think that's where they're heading to. <coughs> Apologies. Um, because I don't know how you feel about it, Carl, and we'll talk about it a little bit more on SmackDown, but I think they're sort of... Um, easing off on the Dominic Seth stuff and moving more towards Rey Mysterio having that match against Seth now, um, mm. which I think was potentially the original plan. But certainly I think we could be seeing him like in the next few weeks um, entering back into the ring. And again, we've, we see him on TV quite regularly, so it's not going to be a big shock when, you know, when he does actually uh, engage with, with Seth and take a few bumps. But um, it's looking promising. It's looking like we're going to see him back in the ring soon. Yeah, I, I don't know whether maybe the long game on this is them actually doing Ray versus Dominic. Um, I don't know whether that's where they're trying to get towards. Uh... I mean, yeah, because you could you could argue that there's so a little bit of um, dispute between them at the minute over this whole Murphy and Aaliyah thing. But um, mm. I don't know. For me, I, I, the the way it went this week, and we'll talk about it on SmackDown, um, was that ultimately it was it was Ray sort of coming to to sort of ward off Seth and Dominic took a beating. It just feels like we're ultimately going to get towards that Seth-Ray match initially anyway. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it takes a while to regrow an eye, doesn't it? So, Well, of course, you know, you know there's only so many medical advancements you can you can take. And, yeah, and I'm sure at some point he's just going to rip off that patch and reveal he had an eye the whole time. Ah. <laughs> WWE. That's, that's <laughs> Still with the contact lens in because, you know, that makes it. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, as you know, from from Alistair Black, that uh, when you suffer a severe eye injury, it just turns all black. That's what yeah. happens. Alistair Black eyes. <laughs> so that was the ringside report, I believe, Carl. Unless you've got any others or anything you want to surprise me with, or straight out of nowhere with a steel chair. I don't know. But um, uh, not this week. No, not no. this week. Okay. So uh, that was the ringside report, guys. 